Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Before we move any move forward anymore, why don't we just take a moment and just pause. I'd ask you just to, let's just make sure there's no distractions here. I feel the presence of the Lord, and I believe the Lord's wanting to touch someone today and minister specifically to where you're at in life. So why don't you just close your eyes and just kind of focus your attention on Him and just begin to ask Him, Lord, touch me today. God, move in my life today. Come on, go ahead. If you feel comfortable, use your voice a little bit. No need to be afraid. No need to be proudful. We're all just people here seeking after the Lord. We need God to move. We need the Lord to work. We need God to minister. In the name of Jesus, help me and change me. Oh, God, you are so good, so faithful. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It is so good to see everyone here this morning. I don't see everyone because there's some of you out in the lobby. How are you doing out there? No, the people out in the lobby. Tracy, you're in this room. How are you doing out there? <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate this church so much, doing our best to just kind of roll with the building program as we're moving forward, trying to uh, get our new sanctuary built. We've got people that are committed to certain services, go sit out in the lobby and make more room in the sanctuary for us. And so uh, we're going to just do whatever we got to do to keep having church and keep growing. I know it was mentioned, but we got to talk about it some more. Super Bowl Sunday, okay? This is one of our, our biggest, most exciting days, okay? So uh, we're going to have a tailgate church service. So for those of you that are watching, I encourage you, let some folks know that have some health concerns and aren't able to uh, join us in person. This is a chance for them to enjoy a service in person. They can stay in their car. And uh, if you feel comfortable, you can set out on the tailgate. We're going to have a good time, and then we are going to uh, uh, eat some soup and chili. One year, I won. I did. I won. I won. I, I demolished everyone. And I'm going to do my best to not beat you too bad this year. But we're going we're gonna to have a good time together. So make sure you're spreading that word. Share that with some friends and family members. I want to look in uh, Genesis chapter 5. And I'm not really going to take a text as much as I'm just going to talk through several scriptures. And uh, I don't know if we'll teach, preach, sing and dance. I don't know. We'll just, we're going to move a little bit here today. And uh, I want to look in Genesis chapter 5. And when you look in this chapter, it reveals the genealogy of Adam. And it starts sharing with you some, to me, some very valuable lessons for our own lives uh, it follows the same format throughout the entire chapter. So I'm just going to kind of give you an example. I'm going to read about three scriptures, and it follows, the whole chapter follows the same format. And verse 3, it says this, And Adam lived in 130 years and begat a son. Oh, I thank God I wasn't that old when we had Samuel. <laughs> Uh, in, in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. Then verse 5, this is kind of what I want to draw your attention to. It, uh, throughout this pattern, it always kind of uh, comes back to this right here. And all the days Adam lived, everybody doing good? Got your attention? Got your attention? Okay. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Then in verse 8, it does the same thing. Verse 11, verse 14, verse 17, 
verse 20, verse 23, verse 27. I just want you to see this right here. It says this, all the days of Seth, all the days of Enos, all the days of Canaan, all the days of Mahalalel. That's a good name, right? Sister Liz, you're expecting, right? Mahalalel, sound good? It's on the list, okay. Don't, don't lie right in the middle of a church. <laughs> all the days of Enoch, all the days of Methuselah, all the days of uh, Lamech. And so it follows this pattern, and it concludes basically that way. It, it has the same pattern. I just want you to, to see this. Uh, it gives, it says, uh, basically, uh, this person was born this person was named this, this person had this child, uh, and then it concludes with all the days. I want you to repeat that after me. Say all the days. All the days. All the days. All the days. That's what I want to talk to you about today is all the days. All the days. And there is a statement uh, that has rang true in my short life, and my wife says it often. And it's this, the years fly by, but the days drag by. The years fly by, but the days drag by. The daily grind, it's like, will this day ever end? Will it ever hit 5 o'clock so I can get out of this place and go home? The days are dragging by, but the years are just quickly escaping us. And wow. How did I get to be this old? And wow, my kid is how old? And so I just want us to look at this. I know we celebrate our birthdays and our anniversaries in years, but it's all the days that make up the years. And so my question here today would be, what are we doing with all the days? What are we doing with all the days? How am I using all the days. How am I using all the days? Psalm 23 uh, has to be probably the most famous passage of Scripture. It doesn't uh, matter if you go to church or not. Everyone knows the 23rd Psalm. I'm not going to read all of it uh, just for time's sake, but it begins with, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, leads me beside the still waters. It goes in verse 4 and talks about the valley of the shadow of death, and I'll fear no evil there, for thou art with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And it concludes with this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's my prayer, and it should be each of our desire to join the psalmist and say that I want to spend all the days of my life serving the Lord. I want to give all the days of my life pursuing the things of God. All the days belong to God. Not just a few of the days, not just Sunday, but all the days of my life belong to the Lord God Almighty. My family is dedicated to the Lord every day. Not just Sunday and Wednesday, Monday and Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. 
all the days God gets. We are faithful all the days. We do good all the days. And that's what today I just want to talk to you about are the different types of days that we're going to experience. Throughout the course of our lives, we're going to experience different kinds of days. And so allow me to start off really encouraging for you. And I just want to let you know, all the days of your life are going to include some really bad days. Congratulations. Speaking it in faith. (laughs) All the days of our lives will include some really rotten days. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Nobody's shouting and running the aisles on that one. Nobody's saying, let it be, Lord. Nothing like that. Uh, But we have to be real. We've got to get real and understand that all the days of our lives will include some really bad days. And I'm going to direct our attention. We're going to follow a passage in 2 Kings chapter 4 for a little while this morning. This is where we're going to spend the majority of our time. And in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8, for those of you taking notes, it begins in verse 8 and goes for about 20-something scriptures. You're introduced to a certain woman of Shunem, and you are invited to study her life. You are introduced to this woman. We do not know her name, but the Bible says this. She was a great woman. This is a great woman. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a great person. I don't, I don't want to just be some average humdrum, run-of-the-mill person. I want to be a great man of God. We want to have great families. We want to have great children. We want to have great marriages in this church. We want to have great relationships. I hope you have a great career. I hope you have a great bank account. I hope you have a great life. It's our desire. I want to, at the end of my life, I want to say that I accomplished some stuff. Anybody here? No, nobody wants it said at their funeral that they... He didn't really do a bunch of anything. He was more problems than, no, no, we want at the, when we get to that funeral one day, I want them to say he lived a great life. He did a great work for God. And when I, you need to think about it. What you want your kids saying at your funeral? Not, or maybe I should say after the funeral. Ooh, doggies. That's a little different, huh, than what they sermonize and eulogize and make it sound real good, but what are they going to say? A great person should be what? I'm going to be a great person. I'm going to be a great friend. I'm going to be a great Christian. I'm going to be a great minister. I'm going to be a great father. If you want that to be put on your life, then we have to use all of the days correctly. I can't be a deadbeat 30 days uh, and then suddenly for one day be Superman dad and then suddenly that's going to make up for all the days. Giant gestures do not replace just consistency. This is nowhere in the notes. This is just all free right now. So we might need to take up another offering for all of this great stuff I'm just giving you. I hope someone's taking some notes. (laughs) 
Uh, so we can agree, right? I can't see any hands in the lobby, but you want to accomplish something with your short life, right? I want to be a great man. We want to be great people. And here's what we need to remember, though. Great people have bad days. Great people have bad days. Great churches go through hard seasons. Great families go through hard days. Verse 18 speaks of the great woman, and it says about her child, it says this, it fell on a day. Another version says it happened one day. It's just starting out like every other day, not knowing that it's going to be a really bad day. It says that this child went out to farm with the father and begins to complain of his headache. He comes home to mother, and there on his mother's lap, that child draws his last breath. That's a really bad day. That's a really bad day when suddenly you lose a loved one. It fell on a day when her whole world comes to a screeching halt. It fe- she could not plan for it. She did not know it was going to happen, but it happened one day that what she loved so much suddenly passed from this life. I don't mean to be discouraging, but I want to prepare you. There's going to be some bad days that we experience in life. It's not enjoyable. It's not pleasurable. But saint of God, guest, family member, whoever you are, you need to be ready when the bad days come. You got to be ready when there comes to be a bad day. It's going to happen. It's not going to be enjoyable, but you need to know that you can live through it. You can make. There's going to be some bad days, but you can make it through it. Job was a man that was well acquainted with sorrow. Job 14.1 said this. He said it this way. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Wow, this life, he says, as he's going through his bad days. He's saying, this life is full of nothing but trouble. And let me tell you, as good of a life and as blessed of a life and as rich as you get here on this earth, I hope you're successful. I hope you got that yacht that you want and all of that other stuff that really at the end of the day doesn't matter. This life is going to have trouble. And if our confidence and our hope in life is only this life right here, the Bible says we are the, we are the most miserable of people. We have to be living for the life to come. There is an eternity that I'm living for. There is a real heaven and there is a real hell. We will spend eternity somewhere. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. There's going to be bad days. I know it's not encouraging to hear. I know it's not something we want to talk about. But there's going to be some really rotten days. Mm. And on those horrendous days, when life is unbearable, what do you do with those days? 
First of all, I just want to let you know that just because you have a bad day doesn't mean you're the worst sinner in the world. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, sometimes people have this wrong idea of God. You know, it's like the, this mean bully kid with the magnifying glass burning ants. And the that's not who the Lord is. But life does happen. Matthew 5, he said it this way. He maketh his sun to rise on the evil and on the good. He sendeth the rain on the just and on the unjust. Sunshine and rain are both going to come. Good and bad will both be experienced. And too many folks give up on God, give up on progress, give up on family because of bad days. Peter betrayed Jesus on a really bad day. Judas killed himself because of some poor decisions on a really bad day. Job's wife said, why don't you just curse God and die because of the bad days that he was experiencing. But old Job said this, though he slay me, Yet will I trust him. I'm not going to curse God and die. I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to cheat on my wife. I'm not going to betray my faith. I'm not going to leave my family because of some bad days. People, saints of God, we need to be ready when the bad days come. You need to go ahead and get ready and have a proper response. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Job said, I was born naked. Naked I came into the world. Naked I'm going to leave. I'm not taking any of this stuff with me, but I'm taking my integrity. I'm I'm leaving this world serving God. All the days of my life might include some bad days, but even on the bad days, I will trust in Him. I will trust in the Lord. (laughs) That's what this great woman did. She had a really bad day. She had a really horrendous bad day. What did she do, though? She knew where to go. She knew, she knew where, to, where to take her problems on the bad days. And it says that she took this dead, lifeless body here, and she just took it to the man of God's bed and laid that problem right there where that prophet was, the representative of God Almighty. She takes him, lays her problem there, and then what does she do? She says, okay, I've got to find the man of God, the prophet of God, the representative of God, the one who is going to get me connected with the glory of God. And and so she says, I've got to find him. Allow me to say it this way. I've got to find the presence of God. I've I've got to get in the glory of God when my soul is overwhelmed. Lead me to a rock that is higher than I. You don't quit church. You don't give up on God because of bad days. No, instead, you let it drive you into the presence of God. You let You get desperate for the glory of God, and you run after it. Her husband said, where are you going? What are you doing? I want you to see her response in in 2 Kings 4. It says this. She she said in verse 23, she tells her husband, because he's saying, where are you going? What are you doing? She says this. It shall be well. 
That's key right there. If you're taking notes, you might want to write that down. It's not okay yet, but it's going to be all right. It's not all right yet, but we're going to be okay. We're going to, it shall be well. It shall be well. It will be okay with my soul. I'm going to be all right. Just give me some time in the presence of God. On the bad days, when you're not getting what you want, when you aren't getting your perceived prayers answered and what, what you thought was the will of God doesn't open up in your life the way you wanted it to be, you still need to say, it shall be well. It shall be well. It's going to be all right. The presence of the Lord is going to get me through. It's going to be all right. She found the old prophet, and she fell at his feet. And and, and the prophet, Elisha, is saying, is your husband well? Is your child well? Basically, is your life going all right? And what does she say? She answered, it is well. Talk about faith. We'll find out what kind of faith we have on the bad days. We'll find out what kind of prayer life we have on the bad days. We'll find out how we really serve the Lord on the bad days. We need to just go ahead and hammer down some statements of faith. It might be a bad day. I might be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but still, surely goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. It will be well. It's going to be all right. I'm going to make it through this. The Lord will be with me. Somebody right now, you ought to just start praying that it's well. It's going to be all right. I'm going to go ahead and use your own voice. Come on, on those bad days, you got to know where to go. On those bad days, you got to know where to go. You run to the presence of God. You go after the glory of God. You take your problems to the altar. You take your situation and lay it at the feet of Jesus. Cast your cares on him. It is well. It is well. It is well. It, 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 is, it is well. It is well. We're going to be all right, honey. Sometimes you just got to make those statements of faith to your spouse. I know things are rough, but God's going to see us through. It's going to be okay. We're going to be all right. We're going to make it through this. We're going to live through this. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, I'm probably butchering his name, but Horatio Spafford is somebody that you know that you don't know that you know. He wrote a most famous of hymns. He is, perhaps you heard the story, he lost several of his children. I believe it was four daughters whenever they were crossing the ocean to England. And all of his daughters died in the storm and drowned in the sea. And his wife survived and she sent a message to him saying, Saved alone, what shall I do? Saved alone, what shall I do? Horatio makes the journey and is crossing the ocean and they let him know the basic spot where his daughters had drowned and there he said the words just came to him and he said these words right here when peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know it is well It is well with my soul. Even on the bad days.
days, my trust is in the Lord. Even when I'm going through the darkest storm of my life, it is well, it is well with my soul. I'm telling somebody that's going through a bad season. You're going through a hard season in your marriage or a bad season on the job or bad season in your own faith. You still have got to be able to summon up the faith and say, it is well with my soul. It is well with the Lord trust. My trust is in him. I love him. He he loves me. On the bad days, I'm going to do as the psalmist said in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. I'm fast forwarding. Verse 4, right in the midst when the enemies are consuming, right in that moment when the wickedness has surrounded, him. This is what he says in verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord. One thing on the bad days consumes my mind. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. On the bad days, I'm still saying all the days belong to the Lord. On the hard days, I'm still saying I'll serve you, Lord, all the days. Could you lift your hands? If it's appropriate, pray with a family member. I'm not trying to be disheartening, but you're going to have some bad days. We're going to have some hard seasons we've got to endure as families. But we don't curse God and die. We don't backslide. We don't betray our families on those days. We run into the presence of God. It is well. It is well with my soul. It shall be well. It's going to be all right. We're going to make it through out there in the lobby right now. Take a moment and worship the Lord. Could we take a moment and just worship God? Could we take a moment and just praise the Lord? Oh, oh, God is so good to me. He is so good to me. More than this world could be. He's so good to me. Oh, oh. oh the Holy Ghost is here right now. All the days will include some bad days. My great-grandma lost one of her children. My grandma's sitting right out there. Granny, can we hear you? That's her. That's Sister Granny. You ought to talk the word with her. She'll help you out. Her mom lost one of her babies. The baby died. And there, as that baby died, I believe she hit her head on something. And just the, 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 they said that the baby had turned colors. And my great-grandma, she didn't start cussing. She didn't start blaming God and saying, well, Lord, if you love me. No, no, no. What'd she do? They said she took that lifeless child and she lifted it up towards the heavens. And she said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And they say right there in that moment, Granny, you correct me if I'm lying. They said in that moment, life came back in that baby so forcefully that the shoes on that baby's feet kicked off of her feet. How you handle the bad days are going to reveal what kind of... 
I feel the Holy Ghost here right now because some of you, you're facing some bad days right now. You got your arms crossed in the spirit. You're not gonna, we can't get to the good days till we deal with the bad days. On the bad days, we're still Christians. On the bad days, we're still faithful. On the bad days, I still go home to my wife. Let your voice out, begin to pray. God will see you through. God's going to help you through. You're going to make it through the bad days. Jesus' name. I got to move along. I got to move along. There's going to be bad days. Look at your neighbor. Tell them there's going to be bad days. There's going to be bad days. It's going to be bad days. But also, please hear me. All the days of your life will also include good days. All the days of your life will include good days. You ought to just give someone a fist bump right there. Thank you, God, for getting off of that. All the bad stuff. I want you to see this. Same woman. Same great woman. Now we're at verse 11. Backing up just a little bit. It says this, and it fell on a day. Just like there was some bad things that fell on a day. It fell on a day, and it says the man of God saw this great woman and was so moved and says she needs to be blessed. And so the Spirit of the Lord, I believe, operating in that man of God, begins to prophesy, you shall have a child. You are going to be fruitful. You are going to be blessed. And I want you to see her faith-filled response in verse 16. I want you to see this. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, don't lie to me. <laughs> that sounds just like us. Come on, tell the truth. Tell the truth. It sounds just like us. Nay, my Lord, don't lie to me, man of God. <laughs> Why is it that we can accept the bad? But we have a hard time receiving the good. <laughs> God's going to do something great in your life. I don't think so. God's going to do something wonderful. Mm, we'll see. You're going to get a promotion. Eh. The bad days, we, we swallow hook, line, and sinker. But the good days are going to come as well. And Ecclesiastes 7.14, the, the latter portion talks about the day of adversity. But it begins with the day of prosperity. And in the day of prosperity, the word of God says, be joyful. I've come to tell someone today, be joyful. Yeah, you're going to go through some bad days, but you're also going to go through some good days. And you are allowed to be happy. I release you in Jesus' name to enjoy the goodness of God. Be joyful when God provides for your family. Be joyful. Uh, the saying is stop and smell the roses. You got to enjoy the good of life. Enjoy that walk with your wife. Enjoy playing with those kids in the evening. Don't be miserable. Don't be a sourpuss. 
You've got a good moment right there. Don't spit on a good moment. God's given you a blessing. God's provided for you. Enjoy it. Be joyful. Don't complain the good away. Having a blessing from the Lord. I'm talking to someone, man. God blessing us, and all we are doing is like, Lee, you're out there, Eeyore. Doing like Eeyore. All we see is the rain clouds, and we see the storm, and we see the problems. No, all of the days are going to include some really good days. And I believe how we handle those good days are going to determine if we're going to get any more good days. Maybe the Lord sees, you know, he sees our faith, but maybe we have so much faith that God's, you know, that we're going to receive bad. That he's like, that's what they want. Let them have it. Could it be that we would experience more good days if we would properly enjoy and invest those good days correctly? And the word of God says, and she conceived and bare a son At the season of life, as Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. We need to learn to start rejoicing before even receiving all of the good. When the Lord begins a process, when the Lord starts doing a work, we don't have to wait around until the complete fulfillment, but we rejoice over a word. We rejoice over just the slightest possibility of something good. We don't say, mm, we, we'll wait and see. Let me tell you, when, when an evangelist comes through the church, he doesn't know your bit. Listen, I ain't talking to him about your problems. But when, when the man of God comes up and starts speaking directly to your situation, you ought to start saying, oh, thank you, Jesus. He just prophesied me out of a mess. You don't say, yeah, well, we'll see. He don't know all my problems. The Lord saw you, and the Lord gave you a word. You ought to start rejoicing. You ought to start thanking God for the process beginning. When something good starts happening in your life, don't doubt it. Don't mock it. Say, yes, Lord, I receive it. When something good starts coming your way, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'll receive it. I'll believe it. (laughs) You look through the word of God. People had a hard time receiving the good. Sarah had a hard time accepting the good word of uh, being given a son named Isaac. Moses had a hard time accepting the good calling that was placed on his life. Gideon could not believe the good that God had in store for him. And you and I, if we're not careful, we'll have more faith in the bad than we do in the good. This, let me tell you, this world is wicked, and it doesn't matter which politician is in power. The world is going to wax worse and worse. And so our spiritual well-being is not contingent on, on whether or not the Republicans, the Democrats, the conservatives, the liberals, the independents. doesn't matter who's in office. We are in God's house. We serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I don't need the government to get me happy. I have the joy of my salvation. 
We receive the good that God has in store for us. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says it this way. I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Pop quiz, do you love Jesus? Out there, out there in the lobby, do you love Jesus? Congratulations, the word says you hadn't even seen it. You hadn't even heard anything compared to the good that God is wanting to do in your life. James 1.17 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. No variableness. He's not going eeny, meeny, miny, mo. He's not saying I like you, don't like you, like you, don't, 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 like, like, like. No, no, he's not doing that. He's saying I've got good in mind for you. I've got good in store for you. Don't be cynical. Don't be doubtful. Don't let this wicked world rub off on us where we're just as negative and doubtful as people in the world. We need to let people have hope in our calling. We need to let them see us and and have confidence that, man, their God is real. Wow, their God must be great. (laughs) And also let me tell you, we don't stop serving God on the good days. We don't only come to church and come to God on the bad days. Now, granted, a lot of folks, they do first come to God when they're at, uh, at the bottom. And sometimes, uh, honestly, it's because that's, that's just the position that we'll finally, it's like, uncle, uncle. You know, okay, fine, I'll go. To, okay, well, maybe if we just be quicker to respond, we, you know, maybe we'd spare ourselves from a little heartache. But we don't stop serving God on the good days either. We don't stop being faithful. We don't stop giving. We don't stop attending. We don't stop reading. We don't stop praying when things go good. And then when things start going bad, oh, I better go get right with God. No, I'm just faithful. All the days of my life, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. So on the bad days, yeah, I'm going to church. But on the good days, I'm going to church as well. (laughs) All right. I'm not too far from ending. And this is where I want to kind of end this right here. This is where I feel like is the most important part of this message and of our lives. I want you to hear this, please. This lady's story is not finished with just the good, the bad, uh, prayer requests and unanswered prayers or, or answered prayers. None of that. There's still an aspect of our lives that we need to cover. There's something that we need to look at because, yes, there are good days And yes, there are bad days, but we are going to spend the majority of our lives on ordinary days. I'm not expecting anybody to to shout right here just yet, but we will spend the majority of our lives as just another day. (laughs) Yes, we serve God on the good days and the bad days, but what about the ordinary days? What about the boring days? Nothing really bad, nothing really good. Just another day of getting up and going to work. Wow! I got a job. Do, 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 do. Got to wake up at 530. Oh. <laughs> nothing good, nothing bad. I'm just married. Just an ordinary day of we got we to gotta brush our teeth, put on our clothes. Go to work, take a shower, eat some dinner, repeat the process. 
just another day of serving God and doing what's right. I want to show you that there is power in the ordinary day. The ordinary day doesn't get a lot of glory. It doesn't make for good movies. But the ordinary day is where we spend the majority of our lives. 2 Kings chapter 4. Let's begin. This is where the great woman is introduced in verse 8. It says, and it fell on a day. Another one, just it happened one day. Just just another day where it says then that this man of God, Elisha, was passing to Shunem. And on ordinary days, this great woman recognized a pattern. She recognized he's going to pass through on these certain days. And so this great woman makes this decision that will impact her greatly. Here's Elisha passing by, doing his regular business as a prophet. And as he's going by, she makes the decision, I want to bring him into this home. I want the presence of God in this home. Yeah, I want God to move in the church house, but saint of God, I want the presence of God in the Autry's house. I want to feel the Holy Ghost goosebumps in, in, in the church house, but I want to feel that blessed assurance and the sweet touch of God's presence in my own home. And so this woman, she says, we've got to get him here. So it says she constrained him. That's a very big word. I don't know if she put him in a half Nelson. I don't know if she grabbed him by the, I doubt she grabbed him by the ear. But whatever it took, she said, Elisha, I just want you to come on by. I, I fixed you dinner. Elisha, I want you to come over to my house. We, we've got something prepared for you. And it says that she told her su- husband in verse 9, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, and he passeth by us continually. She said, let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, and let us set for him a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick, and it shall be that when he cometh to us, he will come in hither, that when he passes by to Shunem, he'll know that he's welcome in this house. He'll know that there's something, well, I ought to go over to that house. He'll know that there's a meal waiting for him, I'll say it this way, at the Autry's house. I want God to know his spirit. I know that he's everywhere at all times. I understand that. But we also understand that he manifests himself in certain places. And I want the presence of God just to find rest in my home. And my home is filled with chaos and hell and sin and wickedness. can't expect peace like a river when you're drowning in sin sorrow. So this woman says, we're going to build something. Just on some ordinary days. No one else is there. It wasn't the convention of prophets. For us church folks, we like conferences and camp meetings and all these, you know, big get-togethers and meals and all of this. And it's exciting. Let's get all gussied up and let's look good. 
It was nothing like that. It wasn't the school of prophets coming to town. It was just this man of God passing by continually. And this woman said on some ordinary days, let's build a place for him. It fell on a day, just another ordinary day, that the presence of God would be passing by. And it was up to her and her husband to make room in their home for the presence of God on the ordinary days. I know we're not shouting right now, but it's on the ordinary days that we're building something. We like Listen, we like emotional highs. We're steered by our emotions. We're led about by the highs and lows and the, the it's like the waves of the ocean. We 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 like it and whenever whenever things are going bad, yeah, I can come to an altar and cry. And when things are going good, I can get my hand up and praise and say, "Thank you, Jesus." But the power of ordinary days is where it really counts. When thing and things are just happening and life's just going on and daily routines. It's in the ordinary days that it's going to be revealed if we are building something or not. I want you to see this because she would have never received that promised child if it had not been for the work that she did on the ordinary days. She would have never received that promised child on the good day if she had not have been faithful on the ordinary day. Uh, and let me take it a step further. She would not have had because whenever that child died and it fell on a bad day, where did she take that problem? Where did she take that death on the bad day? It says she took it and she placed him on the bed of the man of God. She went right back to what she had built on the ordinary day. She took her prayer requests on the bad day right back to what she had built on the ordinary days. Saints of God, hear me. Member, guests alike, we can't just wait to feel like going to church. We can't just wait to feel like praying and having a relationship with God. We've got to be faithful now. We've got to build now. When you don't feel like it, and it's humdrum, and it's boring, and we don't see the good, and we're not really experiencing the bad, but it's the power of the ordinary day. The ordinary day is what will hold you on the bad day. The ordinary... What we do on the ordinary day is what's going to keep us on the bad day. What we do on the ordinary day is going to going to make it contingent on what we receive on the the good days. (sighs) She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door. (sighs) Where did she go when a bad day came? Right back to the room she built on the ordinary day. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But I want you to hear me. Mostly, you're going to have ordinary days. Do, 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 do. Ordinary days. Nobody's preaching about that. Nobody's shouting about that. Nobody's writing books about that. But that's where we live most of our lives. Just an ordinary day. Ordinary day. And I'm going to go to church one of these days. And I'm going to start serving God one of these days. I need to take my wife on that vacation we've been talking about one of these days. 
Boy, it just got real quiet. Right? <laughs> Whew. I'm going to hide for a minute here. We're driven by the, the bad or the good, extremes, but I want you to hear me. It's going to be just another day. We're going to wake up tomorrow, and I believe there's going to be some great people. It's not going to be like you're crying and driven into the glory of God, like, oh, God, I've got to pray. No, you're going to be yawning. You're going to be trying to get the eye boogers out of your eye. Real folks, real life. Let me tell you. You're going to be trying to find the coffee pot. It'd be easier just to scroll Facebook for 15 minutes. But I'm building something. I'm tired. It was just one of those days on the job. It's just a Wednesday night service. But I have decided that all the days of my life, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I invite you to stand to your feet with me right now. Thank you, Jesus. The relationship that the great woman had built with the prophet on the ordinary days is what gave her access to the prophet on the bad days. Go ahead and get me some music going, please. I want you, I'm going to say that again because it's so crucial. The relationship that she had built with the prophet on the ordinary days gave her access to the prophet on the bad day. She received relief on the bad day because of what she had built on the ordinary day. We have decisions to make with all the days of our lives. In ministry, I've had the great opportunity to to do events like baby dedications. It's amazing. On big days, most people want to come to church. Baby dedications, weddings, and funerals. On the good days, I want that preacher to stand before me and marry me. And on the bad days, I want that preacher to bury me. But there's going to be a lot of ordinary days. Folks, hear me. Don't allow those ordinary days to, to just slip away. They're coming. It's just another day of going to school, James. Another day on the job, Brother Trace. Another day of changing a poopy diaper, Sister Stevie. (laughs) Times when you don't feel like praying. Times when going to church is boring. I encourage you, give all the days of your life to the Lord. If you'll give all the days, hear me, hear me, hear me in the lobby. Hear me. All the days belong to God. Autry family, all the days belong to God. Shell family, all the days. Dawson's, Sowards, put your family there. Oh, yes. Not, oh, yes. Not just good days, not just bad days. And if you will, Psalm 37, verse 25, this is David speaking, this psalmist. He said this I have been young and now am old, and yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. But David, you've had some good days, and yeah, you were anointed king, and you killed Goliath. But you had some really bad days, and you watched loved ones die. You held a baby in your hands that died. You had adultery, David. You had bad days and good days, and Saul chased you, and you hid in caves for seasons. But I'm telling you, if you'll just give the good, 
the bad and the ordinary. I want you to hear me. You're going to reach that season, place of life, and you'll be able to lift your hand and say, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I want you to hear me. It's a good life. I'm going to invite you right now as families, whether you want to come up front to the altar, if you're in the the lobby and you want to come towards the door, I just think in one way or another, we ought ought to just make one kind of move. You ain't got, I know it's small and tight in here, but maybe it's taking your spouse by the hand and I'm going to lead us in prayer, but I can't do it for you because I can't be there with you on the ordinary day. I'll be there with you to celebrate on the good day and I'll be there to cry with you on the bad day, but on the ordinary day, it's going to be you and Jesus. Could you right now get that loved one in the hand, by the hand, and let's go right now into the presence of the Lord. Go ahead and turn the music up. Let's sing and let's pray. Make a decision right now. I'm going to build my life. Go ahead and scooch on up. Come on, I know we got a little bit of, we got we got tight spaces in here. <laughs> One day in his courts, it's better than a thousand elsewhere. Come on right now, recommit your marriage to God. Recommit your children to God. Come on, if you'll give all the days to God, you're going to be able to say, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That's it. I see brothers praying together. I see husbands and wives praying together. Maybe you're going through a bad season right now, a hard season. When my soul is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Maybe you're rejoicing. Maybe you're watching this on Facebook. You're skipping out on church, not because of health concerns, but just because you're comfortable. If that's the case, you need to serve God on the good days. For the rest of us, it's just another day. Give it to God. That's it. I'm going to work. Just another ordinary day. Are you going to serve God on that ordinary day? Am I going to build a prayer life on that ordinary day? Oh, that's it. The Spirit of the Lord is here. (laughs) That's it. Take the good. Take the bad. Take the ordinary. Take it to God. Give it all to the Lord. When it's just another day. When I'm yawning my way through that daily devotion, at least I'm still praying. Come on. (laughs) I don't have to have a bad day to pray. It doesn't take a good day to pray.